All right, everybody. It's me, Joe. I'm here with the Midnight Boys, and we're bringing you our contractually obligated special episode covering uh, a film everyone sort of vaguely remembers that has blue people and some plants. Like I said, I'm Joe. Rob, you here? I'm here. Duff? Galaxy Ilan. <laughs> that means that means hello, friends. Someone learned to be. Uh, we've been uh, haven't heard you haven't heard from us for a while because we've been we've spent I don't know weeks and weeks, perhaps a month even uh, learning Navi, uh, visiting um, the Avatar theme park, uh, wa- reading all the fanfic online. Uh, guys, you did all your homework, right? Oh yeah. You might say we're avatar experts and uh we're ready to give you the takes. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, are you ready to deliver them? Let's get avatar. Let's <laughs> Well, there's one edit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not No, I'm not cutting that. Uh the uh purpose of this episode was um to alienate as many listeners as possible by giving them something that they don't want. Is that about <laughs> sum it up, Duff? Yeah. I no, I like Rob originally thought this was going to be highly anticipated, and the overwhelming response was, "God, I don't, I don't want to think about Avatar." At best, a polite no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Rob, he wants to do it. He's pumped. Rob, why did you, why did you release this upon humanity? Give us the background. Uh, well, you know, uh, there was people who would jokingly ask us if we're going to do Avatar Minute, and uh, uh, spoilers: that is not our next project. Um, is someone doing that in the minute by minute community? Not that I know of. I no. looked up on the website and, and as yeah. of uh, three days ago, no. Um, but I thought this movie would be worth talking about because I know that uh, strength, shockingly, we have uh, different opinions. It might be a it might be a classic two verse one battle today, guys. <laughs> so can I just say for the record, my original I suggestion was that we should do a special episode on The Abyss, which yes, would make much, much more sense because, like Titanic, there is a lot of water. And <laughs> and yes. we're getting into it now, but infinitely better movie. Well, let's start with our Avatar stories. Um, so we're, we kind of have a, a loose agenda we're going to go through talking about the movie. And most of you are used to us talking about a minute from a film uh, for about 45 seconds. And then screaming at each other about some something else. Uh, this is a little different for us, but we're pretty excited to give it a try. They'll probably uh, still be screaming. Don't worry. <laughs> so, uh, Duff, describe your, your relationship with Avatar. Uh, it's not very exciting. This is one of two 3D movies I've seen in the theater. What? Um, yeah. I, only I, two? I do not like 3D. I it's, think this is the only one worth seeing in 3D, it's, probably. It's a gimmick. Well, it, I don't know if it's the only one. but uh, I saw Gravity in 3D was the other one. Yeah, um, that one's awesome. Gravity was... I don't know if the 3D added anything to Gravity. I do think Gravity needs to be seen on a big screen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, my wife and I saw this in the theater. At the time, I think I convinced myself that it was good-ish. Um, well, we'll get back to that. Uh, I will say <laughs> afterward, my wife told me that she almost walked out of the theater at one part because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and y- you hadn't seen it since. No. So you're prepared for this podcast. Uh, 
basically until this podcast, whenever I thought of Avatar, I thought of the what eventually was revealed to be a deleted, uh, I guess not so much deleted scene as an extended scene uh, that shows the intricacies of the mating of the Navi. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, pretty much the same story for me. I saw it in the movie theater. Avatar is probably like uh, the second best 3D movie. Well, maybe third best like th- looking 3D movie I'd seen in the movie theater. What's so anyways, first? Yeah, what are uh, the other ones you think are better? Gravity and uh, off the t- and Hugo, I thought were both like kind of cooler looking. Uh, maybe not Hugo, but but Gravity's Gravity definitely was. Um, but anyway, so we're getting uh, in the weeds here. So I saw it, and I, and I I came out of the movie theater thinking it was like one of the coolest looking movies I'd ever seen, and it was definitely a new experience. Uh, because before that 3D was like you wearing those paper glasses and <laughs> I saw my bloody Valentine in 3D. Uh, <laughs> I remember when that came out when we were like seniors in college. I think yeah, right? I went and saw that. Not great. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> like the big thing was like, oh my gosh, the knife's gonna yeah, sw- he throws fly the towards at- you. Yep. It really, it really wasn't that far removed from the big 3D movie craze of the 80s, where I think Jaws and Friday the 13th had sequels in 3D. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, Jaws. Jaws 3D, right? Yep. Literally. Literally and, 3D. Yeah. And uh, so I walked, you know, out to the car and with the people I was with said, wow, that was what, what it jumped out at me was the colors of it and, and sort of the depth. And before that, like 3D had always been like things flying out at you. And this movie used it to create depth. And I thought that was really cool. And before that, it's definitely very skeptical about 3D. But I came out thinking like, oh, this, this is here to stay probably. And then I promptly never gave this movie a second thought for another 10 years. And that's pre- and then I, I watched it you know a few days ago to get ready for this and uh, that's my entire relationship with this big dumb movie. Rob, <laughs> uh, I saw it in a theater I think opening weekend. I went with a person I knew. Uh, let's call him Chris. I was supposed to meet this guy at the theater. He was incredibly late, um, and this is before you could you could actually like you know select your seats. And so the first time I saw Avatar, which was in 3D, I was in the front row, um, <laughs> in the in the in the back right corner of the front row, Ugh. and it was. I still enjoyed that experience, but it was weird because, like, I was. I mean, it, it, the whole I was like in the movie. <laughs> like, there's no other way to put it. You're watching 3D, looking at it from the corner, first row. Um, I still enjoyed it, and then I went back again, and I took my wife because I was like, "You need, you need to see this. It's really, it's like an experience to see this movie in the theater in 3D." So went and saw it again, and then I do own it on Blu-ray. Um, but I bought that during our Titanic time to sort of, uh, to sort of watch it. And what? I, yeah, our Titanic time. And didn't is, this, you, and is, the, is our Titanic time going to be like one of the chapters of your mem- our, your memoirs? Yeah. Yeah, t- probably. My Titanic time. That's what the judge will refer to it as. Yeah. <laughs> so first, can I ask, did you get the regular version or the deluxe? I got the, like, the, th- the, the three version one. Yeah, it even has, like, There's a version three versions? For, for kids. Yeah, there's three oh, there's versions. Oh, for I kids. Think. Okay, I didn't well, know that. Yeah. Okay. I've only seen... I think I watched... I don't know which one I watched. There's not a huge difference between the like extended and the regular edition, especially There's, when you're talking about a movie this long. The internet says 18 minutes. That seems like a good amount. 
Oh, I thought it was less than that, but you're probably right. I don't remember which one I saw. I, I'm just going off what the internet says. Um, but I, I think I just watched the. I think I probably only ever watched the. I know for sure I've only ever watched the theatrical version, which for James Cameron is his quote director's cut. Yeah, it'd be it'd be super weird if James Cameron coming off Titanic. I mean, I know it would have been quite a long time, but I can't imagine he would ever make a movie again where he didn't have final cut and the ability. Yeah. To, and he very clearly has, you know, a vision and does whatever he wants. It doesn't yeah. care. It certainly has the money to not care what anyone else thinks anymore. Um, so why don't you just launch right in? So the 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 listeners want to know we've already hinted at it you're an avatar guy why um well i can i, I can on. i can i also say as as we go through and give our opinions can we give the on the uh classic five star scale say what we think this is oh yeah sure sure uh i i an avatar guy is a little strong i don't <laughs> love this movie duff, i duff, don't love duff, this movie but i duff he's an avatar guy <laughs> but right? i his tail is plugged into the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I I still like this movie, and I'm going to defend it. I feel like I'm going to be defending it a lot today. Um, I think most of the CGI holds up incredibly well with a huge asterisk, and that is the native wild animals look like a prototype of an Xbox game. Like <laughs> like, like if they made Turok for Xbox a 360. Yeah. Actually, I, I think they did do that. And I kind of feel bad because I'm, I, I know that they cut a lot of like more wildlife than they had. Like You could definitely tell they were like, oh, let's just make it shiny. That's just what it is. It's shiny. It's just a shiny animal. We don't, we don't have the ability to do anything else. <laughs> Uh, but that's it. Like I think the the Navi look really good, and I think they still holds up really well. Uh, I, I I think where I'm kind of coming from on this is I'm a sucker for any kind of world building in movies, and I find it strange. I find it very strange actually that this movie now generates so much hate, and and I I find it strange because I think this shows why we don't see many. Um, new original uh, IPs in Hollywood because especially in science fiction because it's something that people love to make fun of and it just seems like a strange movie to be ups- like to be angry about a movie where a guy was like I'm going to do something from scratch I- it's going to be anti-corporation pro-environment anti-Iraq war and this is in 2008, and I feel like, you know, we're almost 10 years old and criticizing it. And I'm like, what do we want from our – like, if all we want are, like, Marvel films and Star Wars movies, then fine. Let's just, like, go with that. But it makes me mad that, like, this movie comes out, and at least it's trying something new, which never happens for a huge, like, blockbuster. And it just gets criticized nonstop. So there. Wow. There's my stand. I, That's my – I'm sitting here at Home Tree or whatever. Come at <laughs> the come tree, at me tree, tree of souls or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could push back on that, but I'll let I'll let Duff go next. Uh, the word I kept repeating to myself watching this was silly. <laughs> uh, oh, Rob, you didn't give your star rating. Yeah. Oh, um, I would say in the theater experience-wise, I would put this at like four and a half for me. Come like if I just on. Hold on. If I compare <laughs> Come like on. times I've seen a movie in the theater, like just the effect this had and seeing a 3D movie done well, it would be really high. And I would say it loses a full star when you like go home and watch it. It's like a three and a half star movie for me. 
All right. Um, <laughs> I, res- I acknowledge your points. Uh, this, for me, it's two stars, maybe two and a half. This, the thing, like this, the things that people say why they don't like Titanic, this kind of feels like it for me. It's, I will say that the ending battle in the third act is really cool, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's a lot of really bad exposition and bad dialogue and to push back on your originality argument this has already been done this is every white savior narrative just repurposed and i mean can you name another ip that was like a huge box office hit that isn't based off of a book or a comic book or a other movie or something else but it is or based a on a book event? It, it is based on a book it is based on a historical event I mean, I mean, I mean, it is based. It's <laughs> there, there's nothing original about this story, but I mean, the world is original. It, it's, it just takes uh, dances just with it's wolves basic. or Pocahontas or something, or Fern Gully. Fern Gully, it's like it's a different planet. And, yeah, it's Pocahontas and Fern Gully. Like it's it's like a mashup of all that. But I mean, like Star Wars is a mashup of a bunch of other things as well. Like I, you know, no, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I mean, when you boil it down, everything is three basic stories. It's man versus nature man or self so i mean if you boil it down but but to say that this is you know that this is like you know i'm thinking of something like looper which is not a box office smash or anything like that but looper is a very original fresh idea now that's not to say that it's not to say that that's totally new i'm not i'm not saying that everything has you know everything is rooted in something but this movie in many ways is lazy not in its technology but i mean god then they're looking for something called unobtainium to be fair to defend unobtainium that's sort of like (laughs) saying a widget like it's kind of like an aerospace technology term like it's it's like what you'd call i mean it's not like he made that word up that term's used a lot i'm not saying it's defending it but it's not also, like it's, it's I, like if a market, it's like I mean, the name, make the name of the planet is Pandora. It's, mm-hmm. this is all, it's all not, it's you know, simple. it's very simple. And I, I can let simple go. It's the, th- the things that really get me is number one, can we all agree that Sam Worthington is awful? He was not the right choice. Sam, w- there was this weird trend in late aughts Hollywood I don't know if someone lost a bet or something, but they're like Sam Worthington became the new big thing. He was in a bunch of big movies. He was in Terminator and Clash of the Titans. He that had, started with Avatar, though, right? Like, was, he wasn't uh, in anything until Avatar. And I then think Avatar this, was yeah, the biggest movie ever, and then people just hired him. someone saw this Wonder Bread equivalent of a human and said, "He's going to be my lead," and he just he can't carry a movie at all. He's terrible. And it so it starts from there, and then you have this terrible clunky dialogue that even by the standards of James Cameron is horrible in terms of moving the story. I'm not even talking about James Cameron's attempts to sound human. I'm talking about how 
you know, uh, Grace, the Sigourney Weaver character or someone is literally just there to give exposition and move the plot along. And they're not really a character. Um, um, and I, th- I feel like we'll get into this later. This one, another thing that really bugs me about this movie is it thinks it's so smart and it's really, really racist, <laughs> which sounds weird because there's no races in it besides the navi but this is super racist um explain because all of the navi are an amalgam of african and native american stereotypes in movies the the navi basically hoot and holler like every indian in a pre-1960s western mixed and it's just kind of like james cameron bred enough to figure out like okay some african tribes do this and he threw it in there and he said oh some native american tribes do this and threw it in there there's a bunch of new agey like oh the great mother earth binds us all and stuff like that uh it's terrible it, it, it fetishizes like a very elementary and two-dimensional understanding of like native american culture which isn't real it's just like it's it's a. Uh, it, it's just one of those situations where it's like deeply racist and the reaction to it is like, why it, it makes them look good, <laughs> but it's, well, it's so simplistic. Uh, it's, it's offensive. So well, that's why to, I was actually to, curious. Like, is there, I mean, I don't really answer this. Like I'm saying this up, but like, is, is like, are there tribes or native people that are like upset about avatar? Like what was their reaction to this movie? I don't know the answer to that. I don't either. It's, I know that there was talk at the time about it. It's, it's not so much so much one specific group, but it's more just cultural appropriation on the whole. And it's, I mean, it's James Cameron. It's the whitest guy who ever whited. <laughs> and, um, I will say, uh, to say something positive, I do think the effects are great, especially the machinery. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish that more blockbusters could get machines as well as this movie um the animals don't look great but i will say that they looked as good as the rhinos and black panther so i don't know how far we've come (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good point that's a good comparison (laughs) well i was deeply like embarrassed by this movie it's so aggressively (laughs) stupid and childish and unoriginal that like for the last 20 minutes of the movie, I, I physically found myself looking away from the screen because I, I was so embarrassed. Uh, and it, which is, I, I didn't, I didn't expect to have like an actual physical visceral reaction to how aggressively dumb this movie is. <laughs> and, and it, which is kind of amazing because it's the, the, the politics of it is, is largely very good. The sort of racial insensitivity mm-hmm. aside. Yeah. As it, Rob it pointed me. out, I should like this. I should be like, hell yeah. Screw the man. This is, it's written by like a 20 year old who finally, re- who's first realizing that capitalism and, and imperialism is bad. <laughs> and they, but they have, but every single character in this film is a paper doll with no depth, no real authentic growth. Uh, and no personality. I did like Grace, but I think that's more to Sigourney Weaver's credit than James yeah. Cameron. No, it's far. It, it's just because she's a very incredibly charismatic performer, but yeah. but she doesn't change. No one changes. I mean, 
um, Sam Worth- to be fair, Jake changes. No, yeah, I don't Jake think does. he does. I don't think he does at all. I, I, he he at no point he wants to be human. Really, from the very first seconds of him being uh, whatever you call Navi or whatever the Avatar guy, he immediately falls in love with it because he can run. He's strong again. He can move around. And yeah, he sort of is seduced by uh, the Colonel, who says he'll get him. You know, the use of his legs back. But did you do you ever at any point really believe that he's on their side? No, not no, at all. Because it, it, we've we've seen dances with wolves, or we've seen countless other movies where some someone is taken into the other's culture and likes the other more than their own. I mean, I, maybe I'm just missing something because it was a very long movie. But he at no point is he genuinely skeptical of the Navi way, way of life. He immediately takes to every single thing that they do he loves it instantly so yeah. there's no there it's not believable that he has any kind of uh i mean to dip- be fair it's sort of his job at that point too but i, I agree well, with we, you, but we but... see him we see him out when he's away from them he instantly wants to go back sure yeah i mean um, yeah we never see we, we never see any you know like serpico like struggle of oh i can't i can't keep doing this man i can't keep going back under into the undercover yeah, it's uh, that is a good point that he he just kind of instantly like, "Wee, my legs are back." <laughs> so like there's no there's no genuine conflict. He doesn't have any there's no likable characters on the other side. So the, it, nothing that he does feels like a betrayal because every single human being in on the military or corporate side of this is just 100% pure evil. Yeah. He doesn't have a a, a family or something on that side that he would have to walk away from in order to take the other side. He doesn't have to sacrifice anything. That's true. I mean, it's, 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 there's not, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not a movie with characters living in the gray. I mean, you have the, the, uh, the Stephen Lang (laughs) bad guy. Uh, it's, who's just like I, I will say all I, bad enough, but like I enjoy I enjoy that. That's, I will say Stephen Lang owns in this movie. Yeah, it's I mean like a, he's it's like watching a wrestling match. That's what to me he, Avatar is. He he read that script and like all right, I get this guy. I will I'll go all in on it. But it, it's it, it's a two hour and forty five minute movie with characters with no depth that don't change at all. And and many of the characters in this film, I would argue, genuinely do not have a personality. Yeah, I was going to note one problem is that uh, Jake, Jake, my Jake, whatever, by the end of the movie, he's such a wooden actor when he's fighting uh, the colonel. I'm almost rooting for the colonel just because he's more fun as a character. <laughs> Here's what I like. Okay, so I'll first give my sort of overall opinion of this, and and I'll explain what makes me conflicted about hating on it. I I, I share sort of Rob and sort of everyone's concern that that everything is a franchise now, everything is a sequel, and and like I don't think that's inherently bad because I I I'm a fan of a lot of like I bring me more Star Wars movies. It's awesome. Sure, and I mostly like the Marvel movies, but I am kind of getting tired of them, and. This is, I guess, technically <laughs> an original movie. It's an original movie with nothing original, with no original elements, I guess is what I would say. But uh, first of all, I would say that, that there have been other... I, I would say that they, the backlash 
against this movie. And I wouldn't even say there really is a backlash because this movie is basically just totally ignored. Like, no one talks about it at all. And if there weren't making sequels, literally no one would talk about it. Most, and it made, a, it made over a billion, what, $2 billion it's, or it's something? It's the number one movie of all time. So, like, yeah. the people, like nerds like me and Duff criticizing it isn't what's keeping Hollywood from making more of them. It made a bit, like I said, it's the highest grossing film of all time. And but, I would, I would say also that, you know, the last Jedi, which is, I, I don't even know with all the one-offs and let's say it's the 23rd star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the most original blockbusters sure. I've ever seen because yeah, that, that's fair. that, that was a movie that, took what came before it the majority of which ranges from mm, okay to bad and it introduced all very interesting mature themes uh and challenged the audience and of course a bunch of nerds got mad and they're all dumb (laughs) (laughs) i I would say to say like there there were other there's been other science fiction films from this century or even from that decade, the the aughts, that were original, commercially successful, and artistically sound. So, like one example I would use would be Wally, which came out I think like a year before it. Yeah, I know it's animated, but that's a science fiction movie. It's original, and it's political, and it's a million times, three million times better than this movie. So, it, it, while yeah, we're a little light on original science fiction stories. I mean, insanely. Like, I mean, but I'm talking about from like a like a box office standpoint too. I mean, I was I'm just like looking through the fifty, uh, like the fifty top box office films of all time, and the number of original things. I think it's two. And well, is, is that adjusted Avatar? for inflation? No, this is just this is just not yeah, adjusted. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's e- either way. We're talking much. about fifty films. It's Avatar and Frozen. That's it. Yeah, but I mean, again, like if you really want to get into it, Frozen is not an original movie either. It's based. But I mean, on it's not based off an it's, existing property. Well, well okay, and I, and I would also say you're not actually evaluating this movie as a movie by just sort of extolling its virtues as being an original no, vision. But at least my my point is like just it's just how insanely rare it is. Yeah, but that's a fair point. Um, so to uh, sort of set- I, I will say I will agree that it's insanely rare for a new to- you know something that's not a book movie or a previously existing property to mm-hmm. be one of the top five grossing of the year I, I would definitely agree with that those those ideas just become television shows now instead of movies yeah which yeah, for safer. better or for worse is what how, how, how it is yeah. um, so I would say my, my my rating and I'll explain why I'm conflicted. I'd say it's like one and a half stars out of five. It's it's a really bad movie, but it's uh it is a really cool or at least was a really cool movie theater experience. And and I have, I do have trouble evaluating a movie that is really I would and I I think James Cameron would agree it's only meant to be seen in 3D and it's only meant to be seen in a movie theater. Like it's uh, uniquely ill suited to being watched on television. I would say it's one of the worst movies to just watch on, in two, two dimensions on your TV. It, it yeah. does so not pass I, I, the cable movie test for sure. So I, I think like, so I have trouble with that. Like when I saw in the movie theater, it was 10 years ago and it was like a new technology and a new thing. I, I was entertained just by looking at the scenery and stuff. 
I, all of its weaknesses as a story were already apparent. So I, I hate to like criticize a movie that is made to be experienced in the movie theater and that's it. Cause most movies aren't, you know, most movies are made with home video and streaming and things like that in mind to make it palatable in that sort of venue as well. So it's, it, it, it does kind of suck to like rip on a movie that, that really does celebrate the movie theater going experience because i think that is something that's important to to preserve that said it's a bad movie and it sucks i'm sorry i mean when it came out i was that was pretty much probably one of my lowest points of going to a movie theater i feel like 2009 it was like still pretty expensive the experience in most theaters was terrible yeah I and mean, a lot of that's changed now with like you know reclining seats and like you know, food and drink and like a lot more space and stuff, but like get those 21 plus theaters, baby, get those teens out of there. Yeah. 2009 <laughs> though, like it's awful going to like the multiplex. Yeah, it was really bad. You're, you're, that's, that's a good point. It was sort of the nadir of the, of the theater going experience because, um, everything that sucks about people going to movies in the 21st century had arrived like cell phones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But none of the, um, Conveniences, conveniences of, like, of a 21st century theater had yet come, but this is probably start of part part of it because, and I guess this is also to the movie's credit, it it made movie theater owners invest in improving their equipment yep. and their movies. Switch to theaters. digital, yeah. Uh, we can cut this out, but uh, quick aside, I remember seeing Shutter Island in the theater, and there were some uh, teenagers sitting next to me who number one were talking during the whole movie, and about halfway through the movie this girl reached into her purse and pulled out a uh, Chipotle burrito. <laughs> oh, that's clutch. That's and, actually awesome. That, that I endorse and it, think that rules. It, I would have been more impressed if they hadn't been talking the whole time. But I think it actually made me hungry and that made me more annoyed because yeah. just, all of a sudden I heard this crinkling and I look over and just two-handing a Chipotle burrito. Oh, that's a hero. <laughs> the crinkling would have been... I, I, I cannot... Yeah, I have a lot of trouble with people who are making noise. But I, uh, the teens get a bad rap in movie theater going, and and maybe I just go to movie theaters where there aren't many teens. But it's I'm always way more afraid to be around a, a and I know this is sort of my my brand here, but I'm way more afraid of a boomer yes. sits down by me than yes. a teen. Teens are way more polite in movies than boomers are. Yes, I went and saw Mission Impossible, a new Mission Impossible recently, and there was a woman, boomer woman, who was with a guy and felt the need to like comment on everything like old, old people love that she'd be like oh, d- oh don't do that you dumb dumb no <laughs> that's not gonna work and i'm like is this an adult this woman has like pays taxes like what's happening over here uh i went to see it must have been about a noon or 1 p.m matinee on a friday of room not the room room yeah big difference the abduction story (laughs) and sitting like sitting like two seats down for me were an elderly couple and it was obvious that the man knew nothing about this movie and his wife had just told him that they were going to see room (laughs) because he's like what's this about and she told him he's like what oh (laughs) (laughs) he was was very upset about the premise of the movie that was about to start i should have i should have brought my son to the room and then told him halfway through to run out of here and be like you're not gonna get me just take off god (laughs) jeez see how everyone reacts see what happens if you don't behave (laughs) so so to wrap it up sort of our general thoughts i'm sure we'll come back to our opinions you know as as they're relevant to what we're talking about but i would say my critique of this film 
could be summed up in two ways outside of what Duff already said. One is someone says, shut your pie hole in this movie. <laughs> like that's an actual line of dialogue. They say that James in Cameron's- Titanic too. I know. They, he, so is this like his brand or something? I don't know. I love it. <laughs> shut your Actually, pie. there's now I'm thinking no, of more stuff. No, hole in your face. Just, no, yeah, in Titanic, yeah, it's, it's the, you shut that hole in your face. So one, one of my notes from this movie is, is James Cameron's humor derived entirely from old sitcoms and Laurel and Hardy bits? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Two, the... I mentioned earlier about how I thought the colors were so cool and stuff when you saw in the movie theater. But I will say when you're watching it at home, it just looks like you're walk- walking into someone's apartment and they have a bunch of black light, post- black light posters. It, <laughs> like that's what everything looks like. It's just it, like po- black light posters. It's weird. Yeah, we, we can keep going. Yeah, uh, I don't want to take more time and, on this. And then, and then last, um, shoot, what was I going to say? Um, dang it. Was it about me- Meals on Wheels? <laughs> Which is kind kind of a funny line, even though it doesn't really make oh, sense. Oh, 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 oh. Um, it is a funny line. The, the, like, like the cow horses that they ride. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. I thought about looking the, up the, the names ha- of all the these hammer, things. The hammerhead things? No, the things they ride. Oh, uh, oh ban- yeah. Banshee? Uh, something's called a Banshee. Uh, I think the Banshee think was the flying. they fly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they ride their horse. Let's just call them horses. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they, I, I swear, and because I don't want to be wrong, that James Cameron stole the sound effect of like the velociraptors barking from Jurassic <laughs> Park. Like the horses in this movie sound, it's the exact same like call. And it makes, it made me so angry by the end of the movie because I am positive that James Cameron. Uh, allowed his, his like sound designer to steal from Spielberg's Jurassic Park, which is an infinitely better movie. So shame on you for stealing the sound effects from Jurassic Park. It could be a lot of the same people from the sound effects department worked on it. Well, then I'm mad because they're lazy. <laughs> uh, so let's let's we we kind of uh, we all kind of went our separate ways here, and we talked a little bit about. Um, <laughs> sort of th- things that we w- we watched this movie in, and and it, it sort of got us thinking when it was over. And this movie doesn't give you much to think about. But one thing it made me think about was this one scene where uh, what's her name? I don't remember anyone's name in this movie. Doctor Grace, Grace Augustine. Grace? Yeah, yeah, Grace. She went Scorny to Stanford. Character. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> why? Oh, that's another thing that annoys me. Like, why is she? <laughs> Ugh, never mind. I think I think that's a Sigourney Weaver thing. Cause she, I think she went to Stanford. She's hmm. smart. Yeah, well, bless her. I love her very. I love her, and I wish, she, I wish she was in more stuff. But it seems like she's getting into movies again now. At least more of them, more good ones, I should say. Uh, she come well. The first time they do the whatever you call it, avataring. <laughs> I'm sure it has a name, but like I said, I refuse to research this stupid movie. Uh, the she comes out and asks, "Where's my cigarette?" And she starts smoking. Did you guys? Did that seem super weird to you guys? That there's like. That in 2009, uh, a movie, a filmmaker was using like smoking as a sort of a character building thing. Uh, so I have a, I have some backstory on this. If you want to, if you want. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, so the studio was very unhappy about this because it's stupid and and unnecessary. And they asked Cameron to take out all the smoking, and his quote apparently because you know James Cameron quotes are always good. Um, oh, no, guys, did you? Mad. 
or did you not read the script? It shows that she has complete disregard for her physicality in human form. She only cares about her avatar. She should have done meth or something then. <laughs> yeah, she like sh- do something fun then. She should yeah. have woken up be like, where's my crack? <laughs> she, and I think it's digital too. Like I think they digitally put all the smoking in. Sigourney didn't want to have a cigarette. I don't. I. I'm, I thought I read that somewhere that that's just a digital cigarette she's smoking. <laughs> so then they added that into it. So like like you it mean probably, literally? It, is it, it like a little green like cigarette and they oh digitally made it look like one? Probably. It probably cost seventy five thousand dollars <laughs> instead of just having a cigarette. Do you think James Cameron just likes to spend studios' money? Like, do you think part of him is just like they'll give it to me? I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll just I, do it digitally. I, I actually thought. I'm sure that James Cameron after Titanic said, I can do whatever the F I want. I'm going to break all the rules. Someone's well, going to smoke. He's king of the world. He was He was going to do this earlier. I mean, originally in like 2000, I think, is when he first announced This movie was this. in development for most of the aughts. Yeah, it, and then he backed off on it because he realized that it couldn't, it couldn't be done. And then he, it wasn't until Gollum that he was like, all right, we can do it. Yeah, now. he kept waiting for whatever technology was invented. Yeah, and it is the same special effects studio that did Lord of the Rings movies. But so I just thought that seemed so stunningly dated to me um, for a PG thirteen or less movie to have like smoking used in that way. A and B, his reasoning behind it is really dumb because I definitely did not. No, I didn't pick that up. I, I I consider myself a fairly intelligent person, and I just thought it was like just sort of lazy characterization that she's like a rebel or a badass. Yeah, that's how I perceived it. But and, and like that doesn't work anymore in movies. <laughs> like yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of how uh Gus Van Sant in Psycho, the only new lines of dialogue he added, one was Julianne Moore saying, Let me get my Walkman <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that was the like one. you. You Jeez. really should record a, a one-person sort of monologue about your feelings about a, a one-man show. A one-man show <laughs> about I would go attend your one-man show, just breaking down the Psycho shot for shot remake because you bring uh, it up all the time. You bring that up, I, I think, more than any other movie. Uh, I bring it, it honestly, though. I don't. I'm I'm more interested in it. It's fascinating to me. Like, <laughs> it is it, fascinating. I'm not even I'm not even mad that it exists. No one ever says that it's better. No one likes it. Even Gus Van Sant seems to hate it. It's it's <laughs> which I, makes it even more weird. Yeah, it's it's I don't know if it's a troll. I don't know if it was a bet. I, it's just infinitely amazing to me. People call it Comic Sant. It's Comic Sant. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I I think once we're fam- once we're like uber famous podcasters will get Gus on the show and you can interview him and uh, I would be transfixed by that interview. Yeah, I would I would love to talk to him about that because I again, like I'm I'm not even mad. I'm not even like angry about it. I'm just more perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> that was one like you know, sort of little little funny thing that I noticed from the movie. And I I know you guys prepared some things too. Well, I, Rob was going to talk a little bit about like why this movie made so much money. Yeah, yeah, so, like, uh, this kind of goes back to my earlier points, but, like, how does Avatar become, A, the number one movie of all time, and, B, like, secondary market, the number one, like, sold DVD of all time? I, I don't have as much of an answer for the second one, unless it's That's just so That's way tied, weirder. So tied uh, to the first. I think I have an answer on the second one, but you can talk about right. the first one. 
so the first one is how did you know how did how did it win at the box office? So I I kind of want to dig into this how this happened. So I kind of have four uh, reasons why I think it happened. One, this is an obvious one, but it's 3D, and that matters because a 3D ticket in 2009 cost around fifteen dollars. Whereas if you go back only twelve years to Titanic, people are paying less than five dollars for a ticket to see Titanic. So. You definitely haven't. It's more than inflation happening here. You have people paying a premium to see it in 3D. Well, it was a double whammy because a lot of movies were showing it not only in 3D but IMAX as well. Yeah. So yeah. like yeah. I remember that um, one theater in my area had it, and I didn't see it in IMAX, but they had it in in both formats, and it was uh, it, it was even more than I paid. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, it's a lot of money. I also think the fact that it's so simple helps make this because when you look at worldwide gross it's still number one so it made 750 million dollars domestically but your criticisms which are fair but bother me less like it is a simple movie and i think because it's so simple and it kind of has these overarching themes that everyone can understand right that like, means our simple uh the simple foreigners can understand it no not that's not what i mean Americans. that's not what i mean but there's wow, not like racist a, rob <laughs> there's not like a language barrier to understand like no, nature's I know, good I know that. companies I know are bad <laughs> Uh, so it made two point seven. There definitely is an incentive for studios to have something that will literally translate easy. Easy, exactly. So it made uh, seven hundred fifty million domestically, two point seven billion worldwide. Which, like, I don't think that's being touched for a while. Uh, so countries where it made more than over a hundred million dollars. All right, these are just countries where it made over a hundred million dollars in those countries outside of the U.S. Australia, China, France, Germany, Japan, Russia. South Korea, Spain, UK. Those are all very different countries. China like this, China loves robots. China loves Avatar. Avatar is yeah. a huge hit in China. Uh, in fact, I believe they renamed the mountain, like the floating mountain is named like Hallelujah Avatar Mountain now in China. Like really? it's a state park. It's like Hallelujah Avatar State Park <laughs> or something. Uh, maybe not state park, but it's like a national park. It hit $2 billion nationally. I'm sorry, internationally after seven weeks, guys. Yeah, that's what's so crazy when you look at this. Like, how quickly it amassed that. Yeah, and it didn't drop because people, you know, became a thing, which I'll get to. It opened number one in all 100 plus international markets that it was released in. The other reason, and this is like, this is sort of like interesting because, you know, we all agree that simple or not, it's sort of an anti corporation message. Well, part of the reason it was such a huge hit is they partnered. Uh, they partnered with Coke Zero. They partnered, <laughs> with, they partnered with McDonald's for their Happy Meals. They partnered with LG and Panasonic and Mattel. Like they had all these partnerships that Fox did with all these huge companies to sort of like promote the movie. And then the fourth reason, which is kind of the opposite, is social media buzz. And I only mention that because this is 2009. So this is when you're. You guys remember when your social feeds are just made up of people. This was this was just after Facebook opened up to everyone, I think. I th- yeah. I think for it, the first two, three years, Facebook was only for universities. And I think, yeah, more by, than that even, I think, I, yeah. I think by this point, Facebook had just become anyone could get an account. And, and more than that, you have Twitter. And so, you know, this is before like Fox didn't even have a sponsored Twitter account for Avatar. Yeah. And it was the, you know, Avatar was consistently a trending topic. So that was another thing that was very real, that there was an actual, and I know we're going to get to it, but, like, 
it, at the time there was like a real buzz around this movie and i think a combination of 3d world like a message that you know can relate to anywhere these co- promotions with companies which is really interesting and then like real actual social media buzz when social media buzz was pretty much 100 percent organic at that point yeah um one thing i was going to mention you know earlier you talked about just in passing box office for movies and it's kind of gotten to the point where it's almost irrelevant because what you know what have you ticket inflation overseas whatever it it doesn't really mean the same thing that it used to so if you know you look at box office takes for the last 10 years or whatever it's changing all the time all the time one thing that joe mentioned if you look at the all-time inflated box office there is only number first of all avatar is 15 Mm-hmm. which gives you kind of a sense of obviously this is not a perfect correlation but kind of a more like a cultural relevance uh gone with the wind is number one followed by star wars sound of music et and titanic in the top five um but you have avatar at number 15 there's only one other movie made since in that top 15 and uh that would be the force awakens right correct so if you kind of think about movies that had a huge buzz or made a cultural impact, there's really only been, by this measure, one since Avatar in the last 10 years. Yeah, just under 10 years. Also, the release time. Uh, I think Avatar and Titanic were both times where um, they James Cameron and the studios, I don't know whose decision, sort of zigged where everyone is zagging, and they weren't summer blockbusters. They released them in the winter. Yeah, like these are well, that's partly because this got pushed back, right? Because it wasn't ready. I mean, I think for Titanic, that was the reason. But I think for Avatar, I think there might have been a real decision. And also, like, similar to Titanic, there was not much confidence in this movie. Yeah. And I think I, think I read somewhere that they released, this, Fox released uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks at the same time because they're like, ugh, we don't know which one will do best. <laughs> I, I'm reading, and this is Wikipedia, but it, this is pretty well-sourced Wikipedia page. The film was originally set to release on May 22nd, but was pushed okay. back for more post-production time, and that the last shots were delivered in November. Oh, okay. So they did and also the they wanted to give the theaters more time to install 3D projectors. So okay. I, I think it was... I, I don't think it was strategic. But this, I don't know. this also was kind of, not the beginning, but still early on in Christmas and December being a big release. And really up until... I want to say the Harry Potters, which started coming out at Thanksgiving. Christmas was kind of this weird prestige movie dumping ground Mm -hmm. in that you would have a couple movies come out on Christmas, but now you have, you know, a Star Wars movie will come out a week before Christmas. Although they're moving away from that, which I think is actually a mistake. They're trying to, like, Solo was the beginning of moving to the summer, like, um, Memorial Day release. And, yeah. and I th- it was cool that I Lord of the Rings movies, if I recall correctly, were all yes, like, that, Christmas time, and I I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I do think Lord of the yeah I, Lord of the Rings as well as Harry Potter kind of started the whole uh, Thanksgiving Christmas being as big a season as summer or Memorial Day summer kickoff. Tell us about the font duff, which also oh. might be racist. Uh, <laughs> eh, no, I'm just kidding. Kind, it well <laughs> kind of is it kind of so papyrus. And these are not new arguments. Uh, 
depending on how much you know or get into graphic design and fonts, uh, everyone out kind of knows uh, the Avatar font, and that font is Papyrus, and currently that font is maybe as or less popular than Comic Sans. Yeah, it is like this Comic Sans. Too, like right? our, we'll always joke with. Uh, our graphic designer at work and I have a I'm not going to say I have a edu- like a full educational background but I have some background in graphic design and fonts and it it is a font that is it's viewed as this point as hackneyed and even by the time James Cameron used this it was already kind of viewed as hackneyed and just kind of generic and it's interesting because this font was made by a guy in the early 80s and he sold it for i think something like 750 dollars and and he says he gets very meager royalty checks but he sold it so so he gets royalty checks even though he sold it it i I mean it's part of the deal uh, i mean a font is intellectual property so it depends on the deal you struck um most of the time you're not going to get rich off a font um but yeah this guy good you know what you know what i'm gonna say you know what i'm gonna say what are you gonna say (laughs) (laughs) sorry i I could only name probably five fonts i just wish you wouldn't typecast all the people who make (laughs) (laughs) so my friend ariel made a really good one uh, so this guy Chris Costello he he made Papyrus when he was 23 years old he said he made the font he was right out of college and he just needed to make ends meet uh, he said he was studying the bible looking for God and this font came to mind the I- Jesus so thinking, of, thinking about the biblical times so, you, so you're saying that God was the courier for him uh, <laughs> the courier uh mm. god damn it. Nah. So so Papyrus Papyrus for a long time no one used Papyrus and then Microsoft and Apple started loading it onto their systems and then it just became shorthand for I'm going to make something and I want it to feel Egyptian or I want it to feel Mexican and Chipotle yeah. it was their logo for a long time. And it's just funny because even by the time this came out avatar was already a hackneyed font and they have they this guy talks about avatar the biggest greatest most eagerly awaited blockbuster from james cameron with a marketing budget that will cost almost as much as the movie itself and a cheap-ass font design (laughs) (laughs) and he says did james cameron just randomly open the fonts in word and select the first one that looked vaguely ethnic I'm sure. I think I think for sure he did. And yeah. that's really strange. It's I, has he ever had subtitles in a movie before? Mm, there might have been some Russian in the abyss, but yeah, I don't think so. And then the true did it when with, with his racist depiction of terrorists and the true lies may have also oh, had subtitles, but I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, that that might have. Um but when when the subtitles pop up in Avatar, I it's it's really funny. It's it's it might as well be written in Comic Sans because it's I actually, so I'm gonna agree with you. I really don't like that it's like I it makes me mad that it's not just like part you know what I mean? Like I don't like how I don't have control over it. It's just like this is just on the screen. This isn't like, you know, normal Submit. subtitles. Yeah. And, I don't like it either. And to 
to def- the guy whose font it is, he said, he defends it. I think it's fair. He says, I believe it's a well-designed font. It's well thought out. It was sold to Microsoft and it was sold to Apple. It came packaged with Mac OS. It ended up being a default font set on every computer since 2000. Since then, anyone who has a Mac or Microsoft operating system, anyone could use it, not just graphic designers. So it, yeah. there was a time when Papyrus actually did it would fit sometimes but then it got just like this is a font that should never be used when you're doing something in word <laughs> yeah i yeah I, I i'm with them i don't think i don't think papyrus is the the shorthand of papyrus is the issue not necessarily the design of the font well let's let's move into sort of um you know the post film release so it's been about eh, close enough to 10 years since it came out i guess nine uh and let's talk a little bit about, and this is a film that has always fascinated me in terms of just how incredibly successful it is, and at the same time, how seemingly no one cares about it. Or and, can't remember anything. Well, I, I could say no one remembers anything because the characters have no memorable traits, but uh, does it, does, what, is, what is your sort of awareness of the fan culture that's come out of this? Because I tried to look this up and i went to some very very dark places <laughs> in my research but i'm hoping that you guys uncovered some things that are a little bit lighter uh, but i want to start with a real basic question first okay mm-hmm. do you know anyone who cares about avatar uh i'm saying this in all seriousness rob is the person i know who cares the most yeah, I would agree. And I, by and far, not that and, much. and and yeah, he it, he merely is my answer because his interest is above zero. Yeah, I he, literally don't know a single. He other has person. some. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like I I I well, I'm sure we'll get to this, but like I'm legitimately excited to see Avatar two in the theater. Hopefully, you I, live that long. I mean, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So. We, I mean, we're 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 dorks. We're not cool. We're nerds. We're aware of like nerd events. We're we're to varying degrees extremely online. What what foothold does Avatar have in in the era of the nerd, where it's easier than it's ever been to be a nerd? There's conventions. You're not going to get beat up. Like, where is Avatar's place in this landscape of Star Wars and Marvel and Star Trek, et cetera, et cetera? Where does Avatar fit? All I I know is that I remember 10 years ago, people were learning the language. That's all I know. Yeah. So I have have, uh, something about that and then uh, an answer to your question, Joe. So um, I read uh, an actual, like, journal, peer-reviewed article called uh, The Digital Fandom of Navi Speakers, or Navi Speakers, by Christian Schreier. It was in Transformative Works and Cultures in 2015, Volume 18. And she took a look at people who wanted to speak this language and kind of compared it to Klingon, which is like another like real language. Like Both are examples of, in a, in a movie universe, an actual real linguistic language being created, which I, th- I actually find really interesting yeah the people that that develop these languages it's 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 elvish and and rings and the klingon like our whole lives has been sort of like the go-to like hack joke about nerds is like you probably learned klingon yep yep and so she looked at uh some 450 people learning it 
And these are just a couple facts on this. The ages range, range from 10 to 81. There's an 81-year-old trying to learn Navi. That's but the cool. majority were between 15 and 24. 38 different countries. <laughs> that sounds right. And I found this interesting. 89% were fans of the movie. So there was 11% that were like, I just like <laughs> eh, not a fan. <laughs> yeah. this, this movie sucked, but that language, man. That yeah. was good. Which I, I find interesting as well. That's so, really weird. I, I linguistic like linguists are strange people. They're yeah, linguist nerds are a whole different class. Yeah, okay. and, and oh. so to to answer your question, like, does it exist? I kind of feel like we're in the dark time for Avatar right now. I kind of feel like this is similar to like late '80s through early '90s of Star Wars, right? Where you know, Return of the Jedi's done. People grew up. It's not cool to like Star Wars in like 1994. As a person who liked Star Wars in 1994, it was not a cool uh, thing. It was a dark time. It was, it was not, not cool. a thing. I'm no. not saying it was okay. I'm not going to argue against that. It wasn't so, cool, but they were everywhere, and the I, bo- they, the books were huge. They weren't huge. They were big among like a nerdy culture. I mean, it's different than this. I'm not. Yeah, yeah Star I, Wars. I'm ag- I'm agreeing with Rob. They were big. Because we paid attention to things like that, but yeah. the but it was harder to to break th- through with like nerdy things back then too. So we have to grade it on a curve. Like it, this is pre online. Yeah, this is pre online. This is true. This is true. But I, I think I think like uh, th- you know, there's not like there's Avatar the movie, and there's Avatar the theme park, and there's an Avatar movie coming out in two years, and that's it. There's nothing else. That's a lot. But but I know what I'm saying though is there's not there's not seven Netflix shows about it. There's not you know what I mean like there's, there's not, not there, any other universe. There's not Avatar toys at Target. No, like but that's because no one cares. But there's also nothing else to keep it going. Like, but there were Star Wars video games out, in 1994. But there's not there's not stuff from nine years ago that was made one time and no one's still buying that stuff. Like it's just a dark time right now for that. I, like, there never that was anything, even I, in the even in the wake of it. There was, and and like to argue that all there is is a there's no theme video park games. At, there's no all there is is video games. A, okay, but all there is is a recently opened Avatar theme park at Disney World. Like, there's enormous resources behind trying to keep Avatar culturally relevant. Like that's the, the only Avatar, thing. That's the only because no one cares. Like I I think you're you're these things are more than anything produced by demand a cultural demand for it like if people wanted avatar stuff it'd be there now more than ever the fact that there's nothing should be more troubling would there be a game of thrones world if hbo didn't make the series and we're just waiting for george r R. martin to finish a book you know what i mean like you need someone to like push a series forward and to keep producing stuff and for nine years there's been nothing yeah i i generally agree with rob i think a better uh not not necessarily better, but a similar series or fandom would be Lord of the Rings pre pre oh, Peter yeah. Jackson movies, in that you know people were still into them and they were really into them, but the average person like before two thousand two thousand one, if you said like Gandalf or something, like people you know like the average person in high school would be like, what? What are you talking about? Like. Mm-hmm. He, I think it's more similar to that and that it, I do agree that there for something that was so big, 
it's very missing from the zeitgeist. It is. I think it's because no one... I, th- I, th- I think everyone immediately forgot about it and nobody cares. And I don't think it's because nothing was produced. I think nothing was produced because nobody cares. Like, I, I just nobody wants Cameron a sequel. Wants the only reason there's going to be a sequel is, is because of James Cameron. Because he wants a sequel. It will be the biggest movie of that year. I guarantee it. Okay. Well, um, speaking of the fans, I uh, stole a topic from Duff and I went into the message boards. So uh, the I, me- the message boards belong to everyone. <laughs> can I get a little Avatar Group Monday like a uh, song from you guys while we while we get the ta- while we get the Wayback Machine fired up? Uh, I got. Hold on, I'm gonna try to do a a faux native chant like in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Avatar, Avatar, Avatar. I see you. Avatar, Avatar. on the forums. <laughs> this is this is serious, guys, and and I don't take mental health issues lightly. Oh but no. Are you guys aware? Everyone had depression after they saw the movie because that was a thing. That's exactly what I'm going to talk about here. Okay, wonderful. (laughs) Now I don't know if our listeners know, but there is a a, I won't call it an epidemic, (laughs) but it it was enough of a thing where like major newspapers were picking up stories about this. Uh, I'll just read the headline because it basically sums it up. And again, I'm sorry, but this is extremely (laughs) funny to me. Avatar fans suicidal because Planet Pandora is not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an onion headline. That's a real That's, like uh, thing. This is from the Telegraph, and I found a, another article is basically the same in CNN, all over mm-hmm. the place. And then, um, so basically, all these uh, articles c- come pull from the same place, um, and and I'm going to read a quote, and uh, then I'm going to talk a little bit about where it comes from. Um, this is a quote from, uh, you're not going to believe where this sad person is from. They're from mm-hmm. Sweden. Okay. Where there's when no sun. Up, <laughs> when I woke up this morning after watching Avatar for the first time yesterday, the world seemed gray. It was like my whole life, everything I've done and worked for lost its meaning. It just seems so meaningless. I still don't really see any reason to keep doing things at all. I live in a dying world, <laughs> which is true. Not wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, so, so um, was this Rudger Hauer and Blade Runner saying this? Um, a, a, another uh, user wrote, I can't stop thinking about all the things that happened in the film and all of the tears and shivers I got from it. I even contemplate suicide thinking that if I do it, I will be rebirthed in a world similar to Pandora and, uh, that everything is the same as an avatar. So, James Cameron responded to this. By the way, I saw a quote from him on this. Okay, well, if you can find it, I'd I'd love to hear it. Um, the uh, the article ends with a quote from a psychotherapist. Um, they're seeing an avatar. They're lonely people. A lot of them don't have a lot going on in their lives right now. The movie opened up a portal for them to express their depression, <laughs> which is fair. <laughs> Because uh, where where were these quotes found? Avatar forums, <laughs> and I yeah. um, I found what seems to be a copy of the thread where all of this stuff um, came from, and it is it's, it's, this is from treeofsouls.com. Uh, there's a hy- hyphen after tree and after of. I, I, I don't know if this is a include. pretty big avatar community. I don't know if it still exists, but there once was one like this. Yeah, so um, it looks like somebody copied over the thread 
from uh, from that forum into this Tree of Souls uh, forum. And I, I just, <laughs> I don't know how Duff did the Google Group Mondays thing, but <laughs> uh, me reading um, through the advice on how to deal with a thing I found out has a name uh, was extremely funny to me and made me feel very bad about myself for laughing <laughs> at them. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to read some of the posts on here about how to deal with with um, this feeling. Post the general, post avatar depression. That's that's the name, but it has an it's an acronym. So you, that's what I was going to reveal here. It's called PAD, P A D, post avatar <laughs> depression. Okay. Can you get a lamp for that? Like sad. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i have one of those on my desk um so i'll give you the summary quick um if because if anyone's dealing with this this is, seems to be from what i read all the advice boils back to one of these three things i'll start with the most <laughs> the, the this one was funny to me learn lucid dreaming over and over again people are talking about how you need to learn lucid dreaming so that when you're dreaming you can go to go to pandora so okay I've tried well, the, I've tried to do the lucid dreaming thing and it, I I don't know if that's a scam or not or if it's just kind of made up like I I don't know if people can actually make themselves lucid dream I'm I'm honestly not sure I don't know either but um the yeah, the se- uh, second piece of advice that I saw popped up uh the second most often learn navi <laughs> Yeah <laughs> that's amazing and the most common basically the the only useful advice and everyone said this without saying it explicitly but the advice boiled down to go outside <laughs> <laughs> like a, sh- a sad and shocking number of posters on here like basically the advice boiled down to go outside just get some vitamin D <laughs> that's, that's amazing Joe because uh I'm reading an Empire magazine when James Cameron was asked about this. And he said, quote, if you really feel that way, take a walk in the woods on a misty morning or go fishing, advises Cameron. This movie was meant to reacquaint us with the miracle of the natural world here on our own planet. So that's straight from that's straight from Jimmy uh, K's mouth right there. And <laughs> it's good. It's good advice. Um, it is good advice. But now, I don't, I, I don't I, honestly, if someone was like, I'm really depressed, what should you do? I wouldn't be like, just go wander outside for a little bit. I think that will help. I, it, it Stud, studies have shown that it can help. Uh, sure. You might need some meds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should talk I, to I somebody. Yes. Yeah, but let's, let's not go overboard telling these yeah. people to A, go outside, and B, <laughs> also have to talk to someone in real life. Which is one thing at a time. So um, here's the, the sort of shortcut so there's those are the three pieces of advice and you can debate amongst yourselves whether you think it's useful i would say going outside is definitely a useful thing and so as i went deeper into the forum i noticed a, a pattern of a loophole around the last one go outside and i'll just read an example of it uh i cured my depression this is from i know duff always read the names so this is from rda and this is from um i believe this is a city in crete I cured my depression by doing one thing. He's actually going to say two. Thinking that our planet can be saved and that we can all contribute. That's that's nice. Fair. And then here's here's what popped up again and again from at least 30 different people. I also watched some beautiful nature videos on YouTube. Now that was relaxing. 
<laughs> so, so more over and over again, people are like, oh, go for a walk outside. And then over and over again, I saw all the saddest people on here talked about how they watch nature videos <laughs> online. So that might be the real issue is that these people are I've, agoraphobic or I, something. I have con- conflicting feelings, but if it helps, good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's harmless, and but it, it might be enabling in their shut-in status, but whatever. You know that... You, you know that bird is outside in like 8k or something <laughs> whatever resolution actual life is um so someone responded to um rda phosis from finland <laughs> had a response weren't you the guy who wanted pad back you'll get a very similar depression once you realize our planet cannot be saved by oh, us oh jeez <laughs> man oh man um, Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. pretty awesome. Stanley chimed in. Stanley nine eight Excelsior <laughs> from uh, California. He might be like me, and it depends on how you're feeling or want to feel. Some days I wish I had my pad back. It would bring back memories of that unforgettable week when I first saw Avatar. Bring back those restless, sleepless nights, being driven slightly mad as to why I was so in love with that movie and had no one I could talk about something this deep. But other days I'm cool with it. <laughs> Thank you. So, so another third thing that seems secure for Pad was to a lot of people talking about you know talking to the people on the uh, the a- on AF or Avatar forums. Mm-hmm. Remaining advice was largely pretty useless. Another person, a lot of people talking about listening to the soundtrack, drawing pictures of the Navi, watching the movie more. <laughs> It's a pretty much one of the most depressing and also hilarious things that I've gone through on the internet is researching this pad. Um, I mean, uh, support thread at your lowest, you know, that's it's maxi pad. <laughs> <laughs> my, my. So, so I'll, I'll close with this uh, human. No more. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whose uh, location is in a data center. Oh no. Um, we'll close with this. My pad never really went. And this is from March of 2010. My pad never really went. It kind of comes and goes in severity. If I had to rate it out of 10, I'd say it might go down to maybe 3 or 4 sometime before going back up to 8 or 9, 10 occasionally, usually when I've got other problems as well. Well, there's a telling statement right there, buddy. Um, I still spend almost all my time on various Avatar-related things even if it's just listening to the official soundtrack while I do something. I agree with Zung Sang. I think pad will always be part of me now. I wouldn't ever, wouldn't really ever want to lose it anyway, as I'd be losing so much of what made Avatar special to me. So these people are sad for life. And uh, if you really want to meet the hardcore Avatar people, uh, there, there is an Avatar meetup uh, in September 2018 in, in Vancouver is the next Avatar meetup. Uh, and I will also say that if you get the moment where you... Um, go to old forums and then say wonder what these people are up to now what are they posting about and you click on it you'll find a shockingly high number of people who are really into being sovereign citizens (laughs) (laughs) of of navi uh well maybe that's that's how 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 close they are um am i being detained i'm a citizen of navi (laughs) pandora oh that's right pandora Uh, i i am part of navi yeah so uh, 
it's uh, I could see why Duff got so into Google Group Mondays because me clicking on these people's profiles and looking at their most recent posts and most it's of them a, like this forum's pretty much dead. I think, but it, no uh, joke, it's like being an archaeologist. It's it's looking into a snapshot in time and wondering how these people turned out. So there is a community. It's just much smaller than you would expect from the number one box office slash. I guess that's how we DVD can sum it up. And I just yeah. think it's a really bizarre thing because there's so much capital behind the Avatar brand. And, and I think, like, like building a theme park, like, that's that, that's a way bigger and a way riskier investment than, like, making a video game or uh, oh, for sure. maybe even making a TV show and stuff. So that's what I find so bizarre about the I mean, post they're betting, release. They're betting like, on Cameron's, like, next four films being really, like, big hits. And that theme park is costing half a billion dollars, which, even by our super inflated budget standards... That is a lot. I think that's probably like two pretty big Marvel movies. That's like it two that's probably both Infinity War movies budget. And and there's there and if it doesn't work, there's a cost to getting rid of it, which is what yeah. makes right. it different, you know. So uh, right. I've heard it's amazing. I've heard yeah, it's well, amazing. Yeah, well let's let's that's what we're gonna talk about next anyway. So like all right, I'll just you know, to kind of speed things along here and make it quick. Um do you want to go there? Yes. I know Rob's answer. Yes. Okay, Absolutely. I'm a little surprised by Tom. I, I, as dumb as I think the movie is, the theme park looks really fun, okay. which I think speaks to why I dislike that this movie. This movie to me is like a video game where you can't play. The, this movie is a, it's a Gears of War game. Yeah. Basically. But if like, you go like to the theme park, you can't then you play get, it. You can't play it. Yeah, then you get to play along, so I'm down for that. So it's part of Disney World, right? Uh, yeah, it's there, part of Animal Kingdom. There's so many parks now. Yeah, it's and part so of Rob, Animal are you the only? Disney I've been World. to Disneyland, but not Disney World. So, uh, Duff, have you been to Disney World? I was very young. This would have been 19, so, 1990, 1991. So you, so you weren't handling finances. So, no. <laughs> so Rob, as a somewhat recent Disney World veteran, mm-hmm. like what to to add in going to the avatar world like how much money are we talking to like like is uh, you guys have read about the park is it like one yeah. of those like you have to take a whole day just to do the no, avatar no. thing uh no not really so essentially disney world is called world because there's different kingdoms in it so there's magic yeah. kingdom which is essentially the disneyland that you have inside of in in california but there's also epcot Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. So it's those four parks. I think there's like water parks as well, which I never went to, but for the four major kingdoms. And so Avatar or Pandora is part of Animal Kingdom. So to answer your question, like the way to do Disney would be you take a day for each kingdom. So you would just like Avatar World is something you would do as part of visiting Animal Kingdom inside of Disney World. Okay. How many animals did they kill to, to create the Avatar area? I don't know. I will actually say like <laughs> how many homeless I, people did they displace to build this park? I will say I will say like to be fair, like Animal World is if you want to see zoo animal, like if you want to see animals in the wild, it's much better to go to Animal World than a zoo because like there are acres and acres and acres. Because they got that Disney money, man. Yeah. Whereas you go to zoo and it's like here is the pen. Yeah, <laughs> here are the saddest animals in the yeah. world. Here's a concrete slab and a tire. <laughs> In fact, there is, uh, I haven't said it, but one of the higher-end hotels you can stay at uh, in Disney World is near the Animal Kingdom. Oh, isn't so, it like giraffes go up to yeah, your balcony and stuff? Yeah, giraffes are like part of it, and they wander around, and they'll come right up. Like if I mean, they might come right up to like your balcony and stuff. 
Can you give it a beer? I don't know if you're allowed to give it a beer. Please, Probably not. Please just <laughs> please make sure your child is not eaten by an alligator, though. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, that, so I think we're all on the same page. That there. happens. Yeah. All right, so this will be our last part of looking back. So where do you think Avatar... We, where can we place that sort of in the James Cameron like oeuvre? Like so, to be clear, are we are we are we saying that there's six James Cameron movies we're going to talk about? We're going to go with. Uh, with are we ca- counting Piranha Two? Yeah, I'm assuming we're not counting Piranha Two, so it's like Aliens, The Abyss. I, I think I, I think it's fair Terminator, to count Piranha Two, but I haven't seen it. But, seven. But I, I guess just Terminator mean like I, I guess. Do you would you say that? I, well, well, I'll make it real simple because we're going really long. But I knew we would. Is this top tier Cameron? Is this middle tier Cameron, or is this lower tier Cameron? Uh, I would say it's mid tier for me. This is bottom for me. Uh, in fairness, I have not seen Piranha Two. I have not seen True Lies since nineteen ninety five. Uh, so excluding those two, this is easily my least favorite James Cameron movie. I will say this: you bring up True Lies. You know what this movie needed? Tom Arnold. If Tom it, Arnold was an avatar, needed, at least there'd be somebody oh, I didn't know that would be funny. You, about. you know, it it needed someone who was genuinely funny because Sam Rockwell. That nerdy guy was not funny. The Sam Rockwell character, or no, the the other guy on the team, the research team. It's not Sam yeah. Rockwell. It's Giovanni Ribisi. Or sorry, yeah. G- <laughs> it's a I get weird Scientology too, boy, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Uh, I get him mixed up too. Actually. Yeah, I, they're yeah. I like both of them. But yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think they're both like good in the right roles, but Rubisi is in completely wasted in this movie. Is right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's I have in my not- no- I have in my notes Giovanni Rubisi equals Dwight Schrute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, well, I don't think he's way too power. laid back in this movie. Yeah, he's got power. Dwight, Dwight Schrute would never be putting golf balls in the lab. So you guys both like Titanic a lot, and and I like things about it. Um, I would imagine at the time Avatar came out, like we we were all like film literate enough to know, like oh James Cameron's finally making another movie, which yeah. is a big deal because yeah. he, and it was a big deal because that was a long time after it was what 12, 12, twelve years. years. That's crazy. So, do you think it's possible for for another top tier James Cameron movie to come out? And I would to just to so the listeners know, I would say my top tier James Cameron movie would be Aliens. I think is. Or Terminator Two would be those are both like top tier level movies. Do you think he has another movie like that in him, or is it over? Probably. I, I think I don't know when his brain was broken, but I think it a blood vessel popped going down to the Titanic. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I don't think he has another top tier movie in him. Rob, what do you think? I think he probably still does. Um, I think you know. Do you mean like you think he still has the talent to do it? I or do you think he actually do. will do it? I think my hope on this actually is that uh, sooner than later he hands off uh, writing to someone else. Like age catches yeah. up to him and he's like, I don't have time to write. But I think as a director, like just from like a technical visual standpoint, he's real, real, real good. And I think he did, he did do that with the sequels, which is what we're going to talk about next. Okay, so yeah, he, he point, wrote them, but he has co-writers. I'm pretty sure that that makes me feel better about it. Uh, and I think like there's something I don't know. Like it's weird, you know. We've I've we've all dunked on James Cameron a lot, but like there's something I kind of find interesting about him being like, 
he makes Titanic and he makes Avatar and he can literally do whatever he wants to do. And it's like, now I'm really into this Pandora world. Double I'm down, four more of them. quadruple yeah. down on Avatar. Four this is more. What I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And, and I'm just making all these and this is the world and I'm doing it because I can. And, and I kind of like, at worst, I'm like, I, I want to see it. Let's, let's see it. So, you know, there's four of them. I have a feeling that one or two will be really good. Okay, well, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, well, we maybe we'll see. So, can I tell two quick James Cameron stories while we're talking about him from Avatar? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, one, because we talked about this on Titanic, uh, he allegedly kept a nail gun on set. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That he would, <laughs> that he would use to nail cell phones that rang during it like so if he was like anytime he was on set and a cell phone rang he would take your cell phone from you and then nail gun it above the exit sign i kind of like that i kind of do too do you think i I could do do that in my classroom oh my god it'd be amazing (laughs) number two this is a quote from uh uh, is it zoe saldana or is it zoe Zoe saldana zoe saldana she said that to prepare you know they had a bunch of stuff so she said this is from her to prepare we went to hawaii put on little dental floss outfits and spent four days jumping around in the rainforest. That this guy awesome. walked past and, and asked what we were doing. And then Sam Worthington chips in here and says, I said, we're making a movie with him and pointed at Jim, who was standing there with a handy cam. The guy <laughs> went, fuck, he's gone downhill since Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What an amazing story. I'm sure you're just like, what are you doing? Oh, we're making a movie with James just Cameron. Just oh, prancing around in the Hawaiian <laughs> jungle. Yeah, that's that's pretty that rules. Um, so let's let's talk about the sequels. There's supposedly going to be four. Uh, the uh, Zoe the, Saldana's done with her filming. She's yeah, like like Avatar Two is filming. Kate so Winslet's going to be in them. Yep. Yeah. Um. It's so the filming started for the first two sequels in September of last year. And I, I think they're, I'm starting to see stories about them getting kind of close to like wrapping up production, but with movies like this, like post-production takes way longer than production. Yeah. So the sequels, let's, let's first start with our sort of general predictions. Like, are they going to be good? Like I, I would, and I don't know if we would, but do all three of us agree? And this is something I just thought of while we were, or while we were talking about sort of avatars place in the, in, in, in his catalog. I mean, I think Terminator Two is is clearly better than Terminator One. Yes, it's so like, that it's is night and day. A, I would ag- argue. agree, but that is not the the consensus. I mean, it's not. No, I don't think it's consensus. But I meant consensus among the yeah, three of us. I, yes, yeah, not even close. So I'm going to start here, like about Avatar Two. Like, all right. So my general prediction, like, is it going to be good? No, <laughs> I don't think it will. But do I have reasons to think it could be better? I do. Because of I, I look at the only other, you know, movie he made where he made the first one and the second one. That would be with Terminator. Obviously, he made a sequel with Aliens, but he didn't make the first one. Yeah. Um, or in Piranha Two, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I think he's done that, three sequels, only one of which was his own property. Yeah, and I just think Terminator Two. The reason I like it is because I thought he did. He he worked with some existing characters but like changed them in, in interesting ways and, and, and in almost every way kind of made them deeper and more, more interesting characters. So I, I don't want to be, 
I, I never like to be like 100% negative all the time. So like I could see that as a reasonable argument for why you could say Avatar 2 might be better. That said, what? there's no way Avatar 3 will be good. I I will I will I know everyone has ever that's like sort of a cliche to say never bet against James Cameron. I'm recording right now and I'm putting it on the record. There's no way Avatar 3 will be good. There's a small chance Avatar 2 will be good. I see I I disagree. I think that you you know, once that Avatar, once that Avatar Disney machine starts hitting, I'm saying uh, good. I'm not saying make it being successful. Okay. I'm saying being good. Okay. But he's he's filming Avatar 2 and 3 together, right? Isn't he well, first, yeah. are there yeah. three or three or two? Four more. There's four, four but, but, but total that are going to be. But but four, uh, Avatar four and Avatar five. They haven't started that. That's 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 something we'll talk about later. Duff, what do you think? I do not have much hope for them, and I could list a lot of reasons. But one is a uh, one big one is, uh, so think about some of your favorite franchises. And think about what elements, whether it's Star Wars or Indiana Jones, what elements were added in sequels that made it worse? Children? Children. Children. And that's what Avatar 2 is all about, right? Uh, There's going to be... There's, I'm looking at an article. The Avatar sequels reveal the first look at Jake and Nertiri's kids. Uh, Don't care. Don't care. There's and it's not just like one kid. There's like seven kids they've cast that are going to be in this movie, and I think it's going to be a big focus on children. I am now going to go on the record and say there's absolutely no way. Uh, whenever, will be good. and by defining good as I will like it, <laughs> uh, far better directors than, or I'll say far better writers than James Cameron have gone down the route of we should have some kids in our movie and just gone off the rails temple of doom i'm thinking of temple of doom specifically uh phantom menace so that's my take uh i do not really have any interest in jake and natiri's kids prove me wrong james cameron so uh the the guy the the team writing the third one is the team behind rise of the planet of the apes and dawn of the planet apes and war of the planet of apes stuff does that all right i'm back in Okay. Writing number three. Writing uh, number three. I will. I will say, those movies are great action set pieces. Not really thinking man's movies. Yeah, I don't want. I don't. Yeah, that's fine. I don't well, listen. But they're not. I wouldn't say they're. Aggr- I wouldn't man. say they're. I wouldn't say they're aggress- like aggressively dumb or anything. No, either. no, they're I mean, not. I'd say they're reasonably smart. Yeah, they're like, they're reasonably smart uh, by the genre standards. Uh, just I'm think. You, you got me off on the a Planet of the Apes tangent now. Yeah, I mean, I, I could talk a lot about these, so we... <laughs> but yeah. 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 Um, uh, uh, okay, but uh, I do enjoy those movies a lot, and that gives me a little more hope. One more question. Do you guys have any interest about... Uh, and this is not written or directed by James Cameron, but it's in a project he's working on and is producing Alita Battle the, Robot. The, the Bug Eyes movie? No. Yeah. I know. Okay. Wait, who's? I but do. it's someone cool directing it, though, isn't it? Uh, Robert Rodriguez. I think you're. I think it is. Yeah. I. Well, I'm usually I, right. So Battle Angel, I think, is the name. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez is directing it. I will Weird. say, I'm probably gonna get suckered into seeing the, the Terminator produced by James Cameron. They just had the stills come out of 
uh, Linda Hamilton starring and with those two other women. I, I stopped at Terminator 2. I didn't watch anything else. I mean, you did not miss anything, which is why I'm stupid for <laughs> even getting my hopes up because none of those movies are any good. But you know. but James Cameron wasn't involved. so Will all four get made? The sequels. E- well, I sh- yes, I think. Yeah. I think they'll all get made. Uh, absolute worst case scenario is two or three bombs and then they just push them to Netflix or something. Oh, there's no way James Cameron would do that. I said worst case scenario. Yeah. I know you did, but I just don't. All right. So a quote. I mean, Disney's the distributor. So, I mean, he may have final cut, but they have distribution rights. Yeah, but I just don't think there'd be a way. They would lose so much money. Uh, So this is a quote from the Wikipedia page. Cameron said this in November last year. Let's face it. If Avatar 2 and 3 don't make enough money, there's not going to be a 4 and 5. Yeah, that might be true. I so, just feel pretty confident that they'll make enough money. Okay. Now, um, it's, it's probably pretty much time to wrap it up, but uh, do you guys think it's weird that um, like the same actors are coming back to play characters that are dead? Or like to play different characters? Uh, like Sigourney Weaver is back. and Didn't it, she get absorbed into the tree or something? No, she, it failed. Yeah. So, oh, she got absorbed in a tree, I guess, maybe, but she yeah. didn't like the... The the, transfer. the body transfer didn't work, but now she's part of the network or whatever, isn't she? So, I don't know. Yeah, so Sigourney Weaver is in it. Stephen Lang is in it. Yeah, I'm happy uh, Stephen Lang's in it again. And Matt Gerald is in it, but I don't know what he played. And is he the goofy looking guy who Corporal Lyle Wayne Fleet, <laughs> whoever that was? I don't remember I don't who that was. Is Michelle <laughs> Rodriguez coming back? Did she oh, did she die? I hope so. Oh, is she coming back or I hope she's coming back. I said, is, I hope so. Oh yeah. I thought you were saying she hoped she died. Is Wes coming no. back? Is Wes going to be there? His character died too. Old. Oh, he was the, he was the father. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, he isn't. Oh, damn. He died. <laughs> well, I guess you, you could He's say. He's not dead, well, is he? Yeah. He got killed with a, he got an arrow. No, uh, but Wes Studi isn't dead. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about his character. The actual guy. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. No. I was like, well, uh, no, he's not dead. No, I hope he isn't. Uh, he's not. He's 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 doing. He's all right. Good. Okay, good. Yeah, I like West Judy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's fine as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> um, out there. All right. So, um, last thoughts. I, I have one thing that okay. I want to talk about, and this is, uh, I think the. Uh, topless Titanic ladies will appreciate this. Uh, If you go back to Titanic Minute near the end, I don't remember what episode number it is, but they talk about James Cameron as uh, being, is he or is he not a feminist? Is he an unintentional feminist? Uh, Found some pretty good evidence that James Cameron, not as feminist as he likes to put off he is. So uh, we kind of... No guy is though, right? But especially on. not James Cameron. Yes. Uh, we've, I kind of alluded to the weird sex scene that is written into this, but another element of this that is odd is that, uh, the, the Navi are not really mammals, but they have breasts. <laughs> and there was an interview, uh, 
I think it was with Playboy actually when this came out with James Perfect. with James Cameron, and they they asked him first of all they said Playboy said we seem to need fantasy icons like Laura Croft or Wonder Woman despite knowing they mess with our heads. Cameron says most of men's problems with women probably have to do with realizing women are real and most of them don't look or act like Vampirella. A big recalibration happens when we're forced to deal with real women, and there's a certain geek population that would much rather deal with fantasy women than real women. Let's face it, real women are complicated. You can try your whole life and not understand them. Hmm. So, next question. How much did you get into calibrating your movie heroine's hotness? Cameron. Right from the beginning, I said, she's got to have tits. <laughs> Even though that makes no sense because her race, the Navi, aren't placental mammals. I designed her costumes based on a taparabo, a loincloth thing worn by Mayan Indians. We go to another planet in this movie, so it would be stupid if she ran around in a Brazilian thong or a fur bikini like Raquel Welch. Playboy, are her breasts on view? Cameron says, I came up with this free-floating lion's mane-like array of feathers, and we strategically lit and angled shots to not draw attention to her breasts, but they're right there. So and then he goes on to say, blah, blah, blah. We had a shot in which Nertiri falls into a specific position. And because she is lit by orange firelight, it lights up the nipples. That was good. Except we're going for a PG-13, so we wound up having to fix that. We'll have to put in the special edition. It'll be a collector's item. A Nertiri Playboy centerfold would have been a good idea. Playboy. Oof. So you're okay with arousing PG-13 chubbies? Cameron, if such oh a thing God. should happen. What a question. If such a thing should happen, and I'm not saying it will, that would be fine. <laughs> oh, my God. So James Cameron, who thinks he's... He was in his 60s when this was said, right? Or says, yeah. 50s. That, was, that interview was going down quite a slide. Like, at first, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. And then it just kept going. And you're like, oh, no. We've gone to a dark I, place, James. I wish that it links to the article, but you have to have a Playboy membership to read it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. You it, don't have one? Oh, I do like the articles, uh, which is all there is now, right? They don't have pictures anymore. I think they brought the pictures back. Uh, but popular demand. But okay. yeah, that really uh, kind of puts, uh, you know, puts out the fire on the whole, oh, James Cameron is actually woke and feminist when his whole rationale is they got to have tits. Like that sounds like a Roger Corman thing, which may, maybe that's where he got it from. Yeah. But, if Ro- but can we agree that if Roger Corman says it, it's fine? Yes. <laughs> I just like that she has to have tits because James Cameron saw some Mayan Indian and that's what he focused on. Oh, like, God. Again, again, going back to the whole kind of like mishmash cultural appropriation, James Cameron's like, oh, look at that. That tribe has something that shows off their tits. Let's do that. How convenient. <laughs> uh, Rob, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, it kind of goes back to what I first said. I think the fact that, uh, this movie was an experience for me in the theater and the fact that it's, you know, this huge film that's not, there's no stars in it. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess Sigourney Weaver, but like, she's not carrying a box office at that point. It's, it's not, uh, it's not a franchise. It's not, uh, an animated film. It's not based off an historical event. And it's, you know, I think I give credit to that. I Like, any kind of new IP I, I'm kind of interested in. And so those two things alone, like, give it 
quite a bit of more weight than the film itself maybe deserves. Folks, should we wrap it? I think so. Wrap it up. We've got more content coming, right? Or after this experience, are you guys done? Uh, I'm 50-50. I think think this might be our last Titanic Minute thing. Yes. Yeah, the 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 channel's dead. And well, we'll put a, a little teaser on this just to kind of steer your way towards our new content, which is coming in the near future. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. Mm-hmm. Just like so Avatar I, Two. We hope you'll follow us to our our next venue, uh, a free podcast. We will right. almost certainly beat Avatar Two to release. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fair, uh, very confident about that. Do we have a domain, Rob? Yeah, we do. We have So tell uh, them, tell them where to find us. You can find uh, you can continue to follow us at uh, afreepodcast.com. The letter A is important there on that. afreepodcast.com. Okay. Also, <laughs> We're I also we also it. own we also own the midnightboys.com. Yes. Oh good. Thank God no one can redirect that to porn and make us look bad. Yep. All right. So, we're going to um if you if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can look forward to us uh, talking about movies that we actually care about in the near future, and talking about them for about half as long. Because <laughs> yes. uh, we have talked, I know this will be edited down, but just so listeners know, we talked about this movie for almost two hours, is, almost I'm, as long as it is. This is the most anyone's talked about Avatar in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the. I'll I'll say goodbye on behalf of the Midnight Boys signing off and we'll be back with you soon with uh some some excellent uh takes on some movies that I think uh looking at our list also to varying degrees not discussed widely but we will have some uh I I hope some funny and interesting things to say about them. I will say kirvame which means goodbye see you again soon. 